Hello, and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon, the only podcast that talks about fan fiction, fandom, and other fiction-related things. We are back from Colossal Con East. I got Sergio here with me, and we also got a few lucky or unfortunate souls, depending on who you ask, here to listen to us recap the exciting con of Colossal Con East, Jake, Kai, and Matt. Oh boy, hi. Oh my god, I think that's the first time we've ever done an intro to this podcast where we successfully introduced all of the hosts in less than a minute. Or ten oh, minutes. crazy. Yeah, a while For later. So, uh, I will say, surprisingly, the drive down was smooth. I will get. I will just say that before we get into like the proper recap. But, goddamn, I for once in my life, I drove down through Michigan on I seventy five, and I didn't stop for like a solid twenty minutes just going through construction. Dude, I thought I seventy five was bad before I moved down here. Driving on I-4 makes me suicidal. (laughs) Interstates are evil. Interstates suck. I hate them. There are days where it takes me 30 minutes to drive to work, and there are days where it takes me an hour and 10 minutes to drive to work. Jeez. Yeah, I I don't like doing the drive, but thankfully, usually, like, by the when we're going to a convention, we tend to leave on Thursday. So even if we're late, we don't like miss anything. Uh huh. Like That's the true. at most we miss is just picking up our badges at con ops, which I don't know if you know this guys, especially because you guys have. I don't know about Matt though. Have all been to a con with con ops? It is like five minutes at most. Never been to a convention. Well, oh buddy. yeah, I, I need to describe how we got our badges. I'm not exaggerating at all when I say this. Um, you know, uh. At, at all uh so like what happened was like so you know we uh we strolled we strolled uh we strolled into the the, the joint like we own the place because we do um sergio and yeah. michael colossal con and then we kicked open the doors to con ops and we were like sup bitches and they were like oh my god it's the it's the sergio and michael from so you think you can fan and, and they just they just put the badges in our hands and we walked out again like we owned the place and that is exactly how it happened I okay um so i will say i i do want to talk about the drive because the drive was interesting to say the least so i have i have a question i have an important question is it about a certain place that we stopped at yeah yeah i'll, I'll get to it we'll get to okay. it okay so uh i you know i i wake up around like nine I get showered and everything. We leave a little bit late because I had to go pick up my uh, my my thing for importance of driving. I forget what it's called. I think it's just called registration or something like that. You know, things to make sure that you legally own a vehicle because I recently got the the the, the sticker for my license plate, the tab. The uh, tag? For, yeah. For those of you outside of the U.S., it is a yearly payment for a sticker that goes on your license plate to say that you legally own the car. I'm sure basically. that's a thing in other countries. Uh, I told that to my Australian friend, and they were like, "What the fuck is that?" So well, they, that, have to, they have to live with they have that to live true. with harnesses, or else they will fall off the earth and die. So I don't I don't value their opinions. <laughs> their cars probably have some <laughs> other weird thing, like fucking like like sand in the tires. Or yeah. some magnets. So we ended up going uh, just for a little bit of uh, setup. We ended up going to Meyer. 
got some snackies, got some drank. Uh, I had the Coca-Cola Dream World for the first time. I really like tasting weird, uh, weird sodas, even though I don't like drink soda anymore. But like, oh. I, I really like dr- drinking weird flavors, and I, uh, my verdict is that it is good. Have you gone to the uh, the like the soda bar showcase at, at Epcot in Disney World? I think you'd like that. I probably would. I love me some weird flavors. You should come visit, and we can go together and hold hands. Yeah, we can. I will. I will definitely uh, arrange that uh, in the future. Yeah. So, me and Sergio, we get into the drive. It's smooth, like I said before. No, like there was construction. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like I stopped for like twenty minutes and have to wait, and then I leave, and then I go through another stretch of construction. Like it, it was nice and breezy, no problems. Mm-hmm. And we get to Pennsylvania. God damn, what a beautiful ass state. I love Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is the the prettiest state I have ever driven through. No, I haven't driven through Eastern PA, which is, to my knowledge, where the convention is. It's like near Philly. Is that fair? Is that a fair statement? I uh, I wouldn't know. I didn't check the map that much, but like, hold on, hold on, let me it's, check myself. It the best way I can describe it is like nature is basically all around you everything's kind of tucked away it's in the rockies it's very pretty it's so pretty i i love driving through it but we we had to make a very important stop now when we looked at the map and we wanted to do this stop uh it said that we would somehow shave two hours off of our time which was not true we ended up gaining like four hours but four yeah roughly it was like three or four hours additional that we ended up gaining because we had to stop at the super sheets. I, I don't know how it was that big, but if you've ever seen the super sheet, Oh, it's so pretty. I love the super sheets. I love sheets in general. I would, I would kill for way, way off by the way. Philadelphia is way further South than I thought it was. Speaking of, uh, speaking of stuff at sheets, I never knew what I needed in my life. Until they were like, yeah, we put the fries on the sandwich. Like, I've never oh, had that before, but goddamn. You should get... <laughs> I almost said something really cursed. Do you want yeah. me to say it? Go ahead. You should get Mr. Beast Burger, because they have the Chris style burger that does that. And it's actually pretty good. I I wasn't anticipating it to be good. Like I usually like my things separated, but like Mr. Breast, I got a I, I got a chicken Sammy on our way back up with the fries on top, and I was like, wow, this mm-hmm. is like really fucking good. But yeah, the uh, super sheets is big. It was nice. Uh, po- like Pocono, the location that this con was mm-hmm. in, Pocono Mountains. I just felt like kind of homey. Like it was like sort of in the country, very like very quiet, very nice. Just, it was just a nice place to stay. Can I, uh, for, for people who don't know the context of the, of the super sheets, do you want me to tell the context? Give the context. It might just be weird for people who don't know what sheets is or what have you. Oh, what have you. Which everybody in the room, room, I say, quote unquote room, has had sheets, I believe. I don't know if Kai ate sheets, but he knew what sheets. I think I ate sheets. I had Kai a sheets eat. espresso. Does that count? That yeah, counts. you had sheets. That um, is imbibing still... in a sheets food 
food so item. So for those who actually, know, I filled it with coffee too. It was espresso. And I remember coffee. that you just stole coffee. You were like, "This isn't did filled not... enough," and I was like, "Uh, it's espresso." And you're like, "Well, <laughs> nobody said anything, so it's fine. That didn't so happen. She... Delete this from the recording." Yeah, allegedly, if if it, if it did happen, um, it would be illegal. So it didn't. No, happen. Sergio, delete this. No, don't delete it. It just didn't happen. Uh, so yeah. Sheets is a uh, is a convenience store gas station in like six states, um, PA, Ohio. Hold on, let me pull up the Wikipedia. Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Maryland, Ohio, Virginia, Mary North Carolina, Maryland, the land of Mary, Mother of Jesus. Um, uh, it's it's a gas station, but it has food. Um. Not like bad. So I'm not different. sure you know like, this, but there's like, a lot of gas stations that it's have food. different. It's, it's different like, though. Like, it, like, like it, I don't mean food is in like you get a fucking Seven Eleven hot dog and a shit for three days. I, I mean like it has like like I'd say Wendy's quality food. Yeah, it's it's like those those gas stations that have a fast food joint attached to it, but like that's just every single Sheets location. Yeah. Um, nice. Also, something I just found out: the sheets that I used to go to before slash after work all the time, uh, as ripped ass twice, is on the Wikipedia uh, page. That picked up on the recording. Good. I'm glad not, I didn't hear it. I don't believe you. Uh, yeah, the the Kent Ohio sheets. You don't need to censor that. I don't live there anymore. Uh, the Kent Ohio sheets is on the Wikipedia page, which I think is cool. Um, makes me makes me feel like I'm home. Yeah, but enough uh, about uh, enough about yeah, sheets. Yeah. Well, I I need to I need to explain the super sheets. Oh yeah, explain um, the super sheets. So in the hometown of Sheets, Altoona, Pennsylvania, uh, home of the Altoona style pizza. Um, Google that if you don't know what it is. I don't know what that is. Um, it's bread with a melted piece of cheese on it, basically, and ketchup. It doesn't sound good. Yeah, they built a Sheets in uh in Altoona, Pennsylvania. That's not just a Sheets. It is. It is a basically a sheets that's the size of like, um, like a grocery store. Like it's a big ass sheets for for southerners. I would say it's probably the size of a Bucky's. Um, it's very it's very similar to Bucky's or Wawa for people who know what those are. Um, it's but. It's uh, it's honestly. What is it similar to for people who don't know what those are? I would nothing. say nothing. I would. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out on a limb here and be like, uh, I would I would adjust I would like accordingly say like the size of it is like maybe like a small convenience store, like one of those ro- like sort of a roadside convenience store, not like too big, not too small, just like. You got a lot of space to like a regular sheets or a super sheets. A super sheets. I remember super sheets being pretty damn big, so I it's, don't know. I, I that's why I'm comparing it to a small convenience store. TLDR super sheets is a big big sheets. That's I believe it's the, the original one. I think. Believe so. Yeah, it's it's a big one. So, anyways, onto onto the actual con. So we we get there around I would say ten ish I think we got there around ten. Uh, so it was roughly twelve hours of driving that I ended up doing, and we we get there, we walk in, 
Lines lines pretty big for pre-reg, so a lot of people I would assume are just there for like the pre-reg. And we we just walk in, go up to the con ops. They're like, "Oh yeah, you guys are cool. Here's your badges. We won't have the we won't have the reimbursement until like tomorrow." And we're like, "That's okay. We kind of expected that. Thank you." And then we went to go eat dinner. We were going to go and get some some Asian food at like uh this location that they advertised but i i I we legitimately couldn't find it anywhere uh and i i go to check the like i checked the discord afterwards about it uh and ended up we just like passed it because there was no fucking signage for it like the authentic like the authentic japanese food not there whatsoever because they didn't have a sign out for it that was like, here, get the cool-ass Asian food. I was very disappointed. But we instead went to the B-Lux, which if you haven't gone to the Kalahari, you know you know how good the B-Lux is. B-Lux is pretty fucking good. Uh, it is nice food. Me and Sergio both get mac and cheese because we are very basic. And... My God, was that the best mac and cheese I had in a while? I haven't had the Belux mac and cheese for like a good portion, I, like of, of my life, I would say. Because usually I end up getting like a burger or chicken or something else. But nah, this time, this time I ended up getting that sweet, sweet fucking mac and cheese. And for those of you who don't know, Sergio is a mac and cheese connoisseur. Whenever we go somewhere, man orders mac and cheese. This guy loves mac and cheese. I, I had some mac and cheese for uh, breakfast this morning. Yeah, you you see, this guy loves mac and cheese. Yeah, we we ended up getting getting our dinner, going back to the Airbnb, and thus started the weekend of Colossal Con East. And I want to say. Uh, quickly before we begin this, I want to shout out a few a few kind folks that we uh, that are staff at Colossal Con for the most part. Slash staff. We love Jeff. Jeff is a homie. I love Jeff. Uh, I I don't think we got a chance to meet his wife, but we did meet Jeff quite a few times over uh, the con. You, you you did meet his wife briefly. I think she came in to help you with tech on your abridging panel. I think. Okay, I just don't uh, know. Uh, People. I also ran into them in the hallway at one point, but that's gotcha. all I saw over at the con. Uh, another shout out I want to give is to uh, my homies, Manny and Sage. We had a lot of good conversations with them. Uh, the first time we had a conversation with them, they were drunk, or at least I did. That was the first time I had it. They were, they were absolutely blitzing for, uh, for a lack of better term, but we love them very much. They're awesome homies. So big shout outs to them, uh, just staff in general, tech, just volunteers. Everyone that we have ever interacted with was fucking fantastic this weekend. But yeah, that that was our that was that was our start. A long drive, some good ass mac and cheese and everything was going smooth, which usually that's bad foreshadowing. But I will leave it up to you to know if that's bad foreshadowing or not. So, uh, Sergio, why don't you start us off with uh, Friday, since you were the one hosting the very first panel on Friday. Uh, yeah, so, you know, we went back to the to the, the Colossal Con, like we own the place, because that's just the kind of swagger that we have. Um, 
and we went to this this nice little uh, consp- uh, conspiracy and anime panel, which are, there was we saw two of them. There was a bunch of like conspiracy, cultism, yeah, and anime. It was it was a fine I would, panel. I'd give it like a seven. I'm not sure. Hold on, let me do some research. But yeah, there was a there was quite a few like I would consider cryptid. Like there was a lot of I like I would say air quotes tinfoil hat stuff. Um, That's just because of the area you're in. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's in you're in you're in the Rocky Mountains. That's where like Mothman and all the cryptids come from. Bigfoot sightings. West Virginia especially is a big one. And you guys oh. I mean, aren't next to it, but you're adjacent. I didn't we, know we, that. Oh, we, we probably we probably should have brought up the reason why it took us a few extra time because we were um uh, we got into a fight with Bigfoot in the, the mountains actually. Um Yeah, uh, I ran him over with my car. It was a clean was, sweep. Bitch didn't stand a chance. That was just my dad, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I fucking ran I'm, over your I'm dad. I'm sorry. That was me. I was trying to get to the super sheets. He, he was getting in our way, asking if we had any of those deep fried broccoli. So after the, the conspiracy panel, we went to my, uh, the greatest SCPs you've never heard of panel hosted by me. And so we go in there and we see none other than our buddy Jeff. We catch back up. We're having a good time. I'm getting set up, and I notice it's about like in um like like it's it's one, which is when the panel starts. It's actually one o two, and I know there's nobody in in the panel, and I, I was a little confused because I thought I saw some people outside, and some people come in and they're like, "Uh, are we allowed to come in?" And 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 Jeff's like, "Yeah, it's time." And they're they're like, "Oh, there's a huge line of people out here waiting." And he's like, "Shit, I thought they were trying to get the t-shirts." So Jeff J- Jeff runs in, and then like a hundred fucking people come into this panel. Yeah, for context, which, which by the is way, insane. Our panel room was right across from like the t-shirt sales, so like that is why he thought the line was for t-shirts. I like I, I want to specify that because like it wasn't just like yeah they're just chilling outside like no they were they were across from the t-shirts yeah we had a, there was a full fucking crowd for the SCPs which is understandable I just wasn't expecting it because it was so early on a Friday and then also like Texas was like a boomer con where nobody had ever heard of it and then I also I also wrote an SCP while we were at the convention because I'm built different. I believe I, I I believe I wrote and finished the radish by the time we left. That's 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 that's, that's one out there that you can go read. Seventy five sixty the radically rad divining radish. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, it was a good it was a good panel. Um, we had a lot of laughs. Um, I think I think they all came away like like enjoying the panel because we 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 ran into a few people. Um, later at the fanfic read who were asking about it. Uh, but SCP panel was done. Uh, we checked out the the vendor and artist halls. Um, artist hall, pretty good showing. Uh, well, one of the best showings, honestly. I picked up a, I picked up a She-Hulk print for my dad, and I got three Maruko uh, prints for myself because I'm cultured. Um, Michael got a Hatsune Miku for his uh, sister. And did you get anything else at the artist alley? Uh, yeah, so I, I want to give some more context because I think it's funny. So uh, we we went to the Artist Alley dealer's room. Again, very nice showing. I I thought it was very strong despite the fact that like I didn't really purchase a whole ton because there just wasn't anything that like really caught my eye or I was worried about bending. Like I don't really get prints just because like I know that they'll probably get bent and I don't want to bend good art. But like all the art there was like Sergio knows about bending prints. 
You've been Prince Sergio? Dude, that fucking, that fucking FF8 print I mailed to you was so bent from your backpack. Jeez. I don't, I don't, it's, it'll go up on my, I, 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 I have it in my hand. It's not, it's not fucking ruined, so I'm good. But yeah, I, uh, so I go to the artist alley. Uh, I don't remember where Sergio was. I forget, like, I forget the exact, like, um, like, reason why, like, I think Sergio was also looking around the artist alley. I just split off from him and I yeah, went we over to got... the manly. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, we just got split off a little bit, but yeah, yeah. we were in the same room. I went over to the manly battleships, uh, like, table because, um, for, for one, I like, I like supporting their, their, like, homemade air quotes sodas i think they're pretty cool i I enjoy them i'm a fan of exposure and the uh shoda cola as they call it uh we here at so you think you fan pretty good yeah we here at so you think you fan and do not think shodas are good we just like the cola but i i went and i also got a sticker from them uh which is just like i forget the exact wording but it's like Basically, it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't watch dubs. I'm a filthy fucking weeb. And then it's crossed out and says, uh, I, I think it just says like, I enjoy subs or something like that. Or it's like, I think it's, I enjoy, and then crossed out being a fucking degenerate and it's just subs. But I, I went there specifically because I wanted one, a ribbon, which they didn't have, but two, so that way I could tell them about about what happened on the podcast because i thought it was funny and i i, I go to mr panda i i get my stuff and i'm ta- i'm talking to him as he's setting up the this like the square so that way i can like pay him for the purchase and I, i'm just telling him like yeah so we were we were doing our retrospective for for texas and i didn't know that sergio texted or uh added you in the in the Texas recap or not the Texas, the prime recap. Like I didn't know that that happened. And I, I did the whole, I explained the whole story of like Jake running into uh, Mr. Panda. And uh, after I explained, I was like, yeah. So Jake just took like fucking psychic damage or something. He was in like stun lock because of what happened. And again, I didn't know that. This Please was, don't like, tell me he remembers. Uh, he remember he remembers that he was laughing oh. his fucking ass off. Oh. <laughs> we just we just had a, a good laugh, and he's like, "Yeah, that's," I like he, he literally told me he's like, "Yeah, I don't I don't really care. It was just it was just for fun. I was just pushing his buttons." Oh my god, dude! Oh, that's so cringe. I'm so cringe. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I had I had to share it with him because I I thought it would be funny to continue the bit. But yeah, that's uh, that's what ended up happening. Uh, I did end up drinking the Shota Cola later, and I gave Sergio his, the exposure for some lukewarm ass chicken tendies. And uh, we gained two Twitter followers immediately after I drank it, so it worked. It, yeah, clearly. Uh, so after that, we had a bridging and a bridge history. Uh, this is going to be its final showing. I'm, I think I'm done with the the panel. Probably didn't help that I did it at Prime, so a lot of people probably already saw the uh, the the panel. But like for an audience, it was like pretty okay. It was definitely a lot smaller than the previous times I ran the actual panel. 
Uh, I would say it's a re- like probably slightly bigger than the Texas crowd for the first year. Like it was, eh, it was okay. And like I, I was just like not super confident in the actual like panel itself. It's been a while since I ran it, and like it clearly showed in like the the presentation. Like I, I still think I did a good job. Like it wasn't like shit. It was just like yeah, this is. I think this is the end for for this this old you, panel. You, you, you you have forever ingrained card games in on motorcycles into my head because I saw like a fan art of like in the future Pokemon battles we fought on motorcycles in my head I'm just like card games on motorcycles. Yeah, that's someone came up to me uh, after the panel and was like, "Huh, what a coincidence that I wear this shirt and come to this panel." And he had a shirt that said "Card Games on Motorcycles" on it. So yeah, it's a like that abridging bit is like very big in the Yu Gi Oh community, but like. Definitely, I, I definitely think that like there's not really much I can add on to it to to like for me to continue doing it. And I do like experimenting and doing new panels, so I think that this is going to be the final year that I do abridging and abridged history. Uh, unfortunately, I, uh, I, it, it also inspired the uh, fucking uh, Mad Lib that we that I read, where I I say the the glass broke like Seto Kaiba in that one episode of Yu Gi Oh, because that <laughs> is that, that is my that is my first introduction to that clip. <laughs> it's a hero bridging <laughs> panel. Pretty base though, and then uh, after that, like I think we just got like some dinner or something. Uh, that's where we got the. I think Sergio had his lukewarm fucking chicken tendies. Yeah, because we were getting ready for uh, Manly Battleships. Uh, you're wrong. You should feel bad. Uh, which you oh know who's wrong. You should feel that. bad. The fucking people, but b- before him, who ran over like eight minutes. Yeah. So there was a there was a dope ass sea shanties panel that ran before it. Like, I'm not talking like yeah, we're gonna learn about sea shanties. It's some people dressed up as pirates being pirates and just singing sea shanties with people and it was it sounded like they were having a good time but yeah they they ran over seven minutes it it was really awkward because i was like we were just sitting there watching manly battleship mr panda himself standing awkwardly behind them like a kid waiting for their parents to stop like doing small talk at like the christmas party like you know exactly that feeling if you've ever been that kid where you're just like dude i just want to go home and your mom just wants to keep talking about like what they got on Etsy or whatever. But yeah, they, it they, was they finally a really left. funny panel. Yeah, uh, Sorry, I like to de- I like to describe it as uh, Jake schizo posting the panel because it 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 feels like it is that way. Uh, I don't know if Jake would agree with me on it, but the the exact like uh, I've sort never of, gone to it. The exact structure is like a warm-up and then like a deep breakdown and it's just mr panda like ranting about like small things that are like issue like that should be addressed from the fandom that are just overlooked because they like a certain thing so much but like the way that he talks and conveys and like delivers things definitely feels like jake just talking about something that he has like a minor annoyance with in like any like fandom or fiction my, my my favorite bit that he did is Elden Ring, where he sets it up where you think he's about to tear Elden Ring a new one, but instead he tears you a new one, because he's like, all you fucking people with you Elden Ring com- uh, opinions, I'll have you know, I have Steam achievements, and they've told me that 25% of you haven't even fucking beat the game. Damn. <laughs> yeah, and then, he, and then he follows it up with, 
uh, a screenshot of him defeating the final boss with the achievements and goes, I did that on mouse and keyboard. That's oh really God. funny. Yeah, I like high respect for that. Uh, he also um, he also ranted about Gundam. And then at the end, he like, t- like removed his Hawaiian shirt and there was a shirt underneath it that just said Gundam sucks in a bunch of different languages. Which I think is pretty based, especially going to like a weeb a weeb convention that typically has Gundam model kits available. But like, I, I also liked him putting Lord of the Rings on blast because I always feel like on the minority, just thinking that just Lord of the Rings is not for me. Yeah, I tried to get into it. I like. I think my issue is I started with the extended cut when I should have started with the normal fucking theatrical release. That's wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys should feel bad about your opinions. If, if, if the extended cut wasn't supposed to be the way that you watch it, or like, if it's supposed to be the way that you're supposed to watch it, why wasn't it done that way when it was released in theaters? Because the movie studios wouldn't let them release the full movie because they thought people wouldn't <laughs> want to watch it. That's cringe. It should, it, movie, movies should stand it on their own money to release... in the theatrical cut okay then you should never watch blade runner either you should never watch fucking ghostbusters never watch superman 2 you should never that's watch just Star wars that's just I, wrong i actually like the theatrical version of superman 2 better I, i'm not too big a fan ashamed. of the richard donner ending of the that's i don't i don't really like it, the, the new ending that's so fucked up it's the reason that theatrical cuts versus director cuts exist is because the theatrical literally the theatrical cuts of what? those movies are made because the the people the like the the publishers of the movies force the directors to change the movie against their yeah. Vision, but in the terms of the Lord of the Rings cuts, as, as someone who's watched them, I'm gonna be real. Any of the stuff they added just didn't do it for me. I'm just no I, theatrical That's or extended. Up. I'm just I'm just not into Lord of the Rings. But Here, we should move on from that. Real quick though, real quick, I want to add a quick argument to it. Uh, I think that theatrical cuts, it, like if not, if not just like you know, director's cut versus theatrical cut, I really do think that theatrical cuts should be available to those that want to watch that version over the extended or director's cut because they are not for Star Wars, motherfucker. Okay, well, Star Wars <laughs> is different because George Lucas is a fucking sociopath. That's, That's true. Not, it's not my fault. I doubt the fucking original source material even exists. What if Star it Wars is just a hallucination? What if it never the, happened? The the original cuts do exist somewhere. I mean, we have like we have the despecialized edition. They do exist. No, I mean like the original the original film of the original cuts. I doubt they exist still for them to re-release it. I'm sure they're saved at the Library of Congress. I'm pretty sure, but no. Another, but... The Library of Congress got the uh, special edition. Yeah, they they got different versions, but um, yeah, that that that, that that's fucked up, but. I mean, technically um, speaking, most original films for a lot of films don't still exist. Unfortunately. Also, 90, 99 times out of 100, the director's cut is better. Maybe. It depends, but I, 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 think for, I, think for, I think for the most part, out of a lot of things that I've watched, theatrical and director's cut, theatrical cut is still, like, a good movie. A lot of people say the Alien 3 director's cut, like, like oh, it makes the movie good. I think it makes the movie... Oh, it, it, I, th- I thought the theatrical cut of Alien 3 was okay, and I think the director's cut a little bit better, but it definitely doesn't save the movie. But Yeah, but it's still better. I'm still correct. Yeah, Anyways. but it doesn't, it doesn't save the movie, at least for me. But 
It's time for it's time for the event of the night because I, I think I think that uh, covers everything. Oh, just w one quick I, one quick thing. I want to give a shout out to a guy named Professor Nick who did a panel on uh, uh, game mad scientists uh, and gaming. Yeah, mad scientists and gaming talk about talking about revol concepts that were revolutionary for for their time, but like just completely just shit the bed the engage the virtual boy and stuff like that and also a dishonorable mention to the in character panel that was before him that ran over but I, I want Same. i want to give a shout out real quick because i think i think you guys will also find this funny so the in character panel was for a little sports anime called haikyuu um it, it was it's always the haikyuu's i i've never i've never watched haikyuu i'm sure that i would enjoy it because i like men but do you did, did you nothing Nothing against in-character panels. It's just not not everything for me. against in-character panels. Not for me. Not for me. I'm I'm just not a fan. But last time a an, an in-character panel went over for a panel we were doing or wanted to see, it was also a high panel. I would just I, like to point that out. It's probably the same fucking people. I I don't think so. But regardless, regardless, part of the story here is that that is the only detail that I need to bring up. So. We were just sitting there waiting for Professor's uh, panel to begin because, you know, we wanted to go see it. It sounded something fun. It was actually a pretty good panel, uh, but we were, I, I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. But we were sitting there and this guy walks, like two guys walk across. One guy's holding a sign and they're just tatting. And I look up and I read the sign and it said, Haikyuu is mid, Airbud is based. And like, it, it, it literally was shilling their panel where they like, Basically, just said, yeah, Airbud from Airbud would destroy all of the sports anime protagonists, and I thought that was the funniest thing to do because they were standing outside of a high panel with that sign, and just shout outs to them for having the balls to do that. I think that's funny. Uh, I'm sure that if I was on the other end, I might be a little ticked off, but like my curiosity is peaked. I think a dog could destroy any of my favorite characters in game or like in it's anime. The truth. It is the truth. I agree. Dogs are cool. Yeah. Um, I think after that, for our event of Friday night, we did Dungeons and Improv with Hell just yeah, Sergio baby. as the party member. And it was interesting to say the least. So we did uh, we did four scenarios instead of three like we usually do. But we did four instead because there was only one guy up here, uh, which was Sergio for our party member. And no, Michael. What? I heard rumors that after this panel somebody recognized you yes i will i will get to that though so in over this course over the course of this entire event we were uh we we had four scenarios and i will get to each one individually but we i we asked for we asked for items uh let me let me quickly pull up the item list because there there are some good ones on there that i think are pretty funny there's actually like a really good one, like a good item on there, which was just like a weapon that could transform into like the basic form of another weapon, which I thought was cool. So there is a, so there is like the rainbow strap, which is a strap on, and the the listing of the item of like what it does is peg men. Uh, there is uh, the bamboo devil, which is a talking sword that was an asshole. A Kalahari cup, um, which just gave you booze. Uh, the sword of twiddly dink, uh, one nut man, and uh, the fucker whacker. Like there, there's quite. Don't, don't forget about a... the winning weapon or the winning item. The, oh yeah, so the this time we also sucky five thousand. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, so this time we actually also did a, a small giveaway. So we got two dice set from, I think they're Fun Brain Dice. Foam uh, Brain. Foam Brain Dice. They do good dice. Uh, I got a, a set of dice with burgers in them for the our, our favorite item. And Sergio got some dope ass dice with like a like an evil eye in it for the our favorite character. So to, to incentivize people to like, you know, do stuff. So we we let them put in the items. We didn't get a whole lot of them, but there wasn't a whole lot of people at this hour, especially on a Friday because, you know, water park. But we, we started off and our very first uh, our very first scenario was uh, we had to fight. Like the the villain that Sergio had to fight was clowns, and their goal was to kill and cure the fucker. And I let Sergio decide where this would take place, and he decided Amazon HQ. So the goal was to kill and cure Jeff Bezos. And yeah, shout out to the guy who played Jeff Bezos, and shout out to the sex slave. Uh, that that came along with him. So like, J- Jeff Bezos comes up, and this other guy comes up, and this other guy's like on the ground. Jeff Bezos has his like foot planted on him, and then we start like going back and forth. We have a bit of a battle. Um, this the se- the sex slave. Did I kill the sex? Yeah, I I carved through yeah. the sex slave. You you to slash Jeff the- Bezos. Yeah, and uh, his final words from the sex slave was, "I enjoyed it. It was it was wild." But yeah, after that, we, uh, so his goal was to cure him as well. So we, he cured him of being the 1% by having him give something of value to, uh, to Sergio. I believe, uh, Nate Rogan, the cousin of Nato Rogan. Yeah. Nato Rogan. And so Jeff Bezos was like, yes, I'll give you one year of Amazon prime. And, uh, Nato was like, cool. And drops him. And after dropping him. After dropping Jeff Bezos to his death, uh, Jeff Bezos summoned three Amazon Alexa dragons to fight off Nato Rogan while he was falling to his death, which I thought was cool. And we continued on the story with a another one, which was very timely. And I apologize for anyone that is currently living in England because our goal was to resurrect the Queen of England and the Scots opposed uh, Nato I'm Rogan from sorry. his breast. I'm not sorry for the British people. Get owned. Look, I just it, thought it was funny. And then uh, for for that for that this one was really good. Oh, shit. Um, uh, Michael, you will have to tell the story. I need to. Uh, my dad needs me. I j- j- just just That's just keep telling the stories. I will be back. Yeah. So we 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 had a very simple setup. It was some tavern, like some barkeep, wanted to resurrect the queen. And inside the bar was two Scotsmen. Uh, one of them was, uh, we just referred to him as bald guy because he was like, he had a clean head and he had a pretty good, he did a pretty good Scottish accent. And then there was uh, his friend, uh, Jeff Bezos, because no one else wanted to be a Scotsman for this. And uh, it ended up with, uh, <laughs> we had them, we had Sergio roll for dick size for one of the Scotsmen. And uh, the Scotsman ended up getting, I believe, a, a 16 inch cock flaccid because of the roll. And the two went back and forth. And then Sergio brought out the, the most powerful weapon known to man, the Gawk Gawk Sucky 5000, which obviously sucks. Uh, and 
sucked both the cum and soul out of the Scotsman to resurrect the queen. Now, obviously, we can't have uh, we can't have the queen with uh, the the cum of a Scotsman. So we're just like, yeah, the queen's now a slut, I guess, because <laughs> of course we have to do that to someone who just fucking died. So, and. The the way that he ended up getting out of the Gok Gok Sucky 5000 was that he got, I believe it's like, what is it? Whiskey drunk? Or, he's got drunk or something. And it, it like, it makes your dick flaccid. Like, you can't get your dick up. So he just, he just went flaccid because he drank alcohol to thin out his blood to get out of the Gok Gok Sucky 5000. But the deed was already done. The queen was resurrected. And oh my lord, it it was wild. I I don't I don't know, it, I don't know if anyone would uh, naturally be okay with us ever doing that, especially so uh, so close to the death. But I thought it was funny to at least do the do that goal, <laughs> possibly get some clout online, you know. But unfortunately, uh, I did not not yet. So. After after the resurrection of the queen, we went to our our next scenario, which is of course going to visit grandma in Florida. And for this one, instead of the uh, the limp sword that Jake has to jerk off to get up, we gave grandpa a broken remote sword, which is a harmless remote, but if you caress it gently, it sprouts a knife. So <laughs> we ended up just having grandpa just chilling there rubbing himself off at the remote and getting a knife and like there, there was a bit of a back and forth uh we ended up having someone play a cop that came and racially profiled sergio like cops do and fucking sergio used i think what was it i think it was the dildo of gender swap which was a a magic item that when used uh allowed no it wasn't the dildo of gender swap Fuck, my bad. It was the... Ah, uh, sorry. It was the Sword of Twiddly Dink, which allowed you to swap bodies with the player of your choice. So Sergio swapped bodies with the, the cop to get out to go to Disney World. But, of course, we had to end things off with our with our final one, which was the same as before, which is Ram Ranch. And we had the, the, the sex slave come up and another person come up, and we were introduced to the Ram Ranch Cowboys known as i think it was uh, i think it was john deep colon and i forget the other one but it was like something big dick or something like that and uh we had we had somebody come out to play the u.s marine and it was it was very clear it was like dude, i don't care that you guys are like fuck it or whatever but like like they, they just they needed to put a stop to it because I don't know. They're they're incredibly like closeted about their homosexuality, and Sergio had a new magic item that he wanted to use, which was the one nut man, which makes your enemy nut an ungodly amount. So <laughs> he ended up at while he was talking using the the one nut man just so that way he could be like, "Yeah, you're actually gay. See, you came to the sight of a man." <laughs> and he also did say the uh, the the trademark Jake quote of. Yeah, I bet you read the I bet you, I bet you read the braille off your buddy's balls, and it got a huge laugh. A lot of people really like that line. I thought Sergio came up with that. I'm kind of disappointed, but like, 
it's a Jake line. That definitely feels like a Jake line all the way through. Yeah, I'm funny. I know. You're you've been funny. You're you're the heart and soul of comedy comedy gold to us. All right, we love you greatly, Jake. But yeah, we uh we ended up giving away the dice. Uh, Bald Scotsman got the 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 Sergio dice for being the best uh, NPC, and <clears throat> the creator of the Gawk Gawk Sucky Five Thousand ended up winning the other dice. And after she got them, she uh, she turned around and was like. You know what? Thank you for giving me these dice. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I, I won these. I work at Burger King, so you know, and just I walked back to her seat, and I just had to sit there with like psychic damage, like wondering how bad the pay at Burger King is. Thought Burger King paid pretty decently, but I, I, you know, I don't know where she's from. Maybe the minimum wage is pretty shit where she's from. Pennsylvania, man. How much is the uh, PA minimum wage? I'm pretty sure it's seven twenty-five. It is 725. But yeah. So we had a it was a small it was a small audience but they were really into it. Seems that Dungeons and Improv is uh, a favorite. Uh, Sergio did tell me that he kind of wants to reserve these uh the like the D&D improv panels for if there's like another person coming with us so that way he can have someone to bounce off of. Uh like, you know, Jake. But you know, things happen, schedules change. Unfortunately, we, you know, we can't win them all. But yeah, that we had we had a good time running that one. And someone did recognize me. You see, uh, I thought it would be funny just because I like, I'm one of those people where it's like, I'm in the mindset where it's like, you can basically like hide a porn character somewhere like an like an OC from porn somewhere. And only the people that like actually know about it will pick up on it. And they don't have the fucking balls to come up and be like, hey, I know that character because they don't want to fucking single them out. Right. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put one of my characters from my After Dark as my background and just see what happens. Because the portrait itself was like like the picture itself was very wholesome, very wholesome Chungus 100 uh, with like two of my favorite characters that I've ever created. <clears throat> and afterwards this guy comes up to me and he goes oh that was a great panel um i, I really enjoyed it equi or should i say uh my ad and i was like I, I just had to sit there like fucking in stun lock after getting hit into like a fucking combo i was like god damn someone fucking recognized me i'm not sure if i'm supposed to be like overjoyed that like somebody did recognize a character that i created or if i should be like scared out of my mind that i can't get away with shit like this anymore but I took it. I took it of the former, because I like doing character designs. I'm a character design person, and having somebody recognize my character uh, felt very good. It felt very nice that they recognized it. Like, I I feel like it's gonna be the same way. Like it was the same way that Sergio had when uh, he had the person come up to him and go, "Gamers rise up," and then walk off. Like that. That is how it felt being in that situation. Right, I I just couldn't believe somebody connected the dots and realized who it was. But yeah, it was cool. Um. Oh yeah, another another shout out. I want to give a shout out to the. Uh, did I think it's the 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 title of the panel is like, uh, did hentai get it right? IRL sex ed, uh, which was a a panel that Sergio went to at Prime, and it was ran by a uh, high school math teacher again, and she just kind of broke down like safe sex and. Uh, answered any questions that people had 
about like, you know, how do how do I practice safe sex? Like, how do, how does the sex work? Do do the human body look like that? Does a cum explosion happen? Is that something that people do? Uh, is is no nut November bad for you? Uh, it, you know, he, she answered all those questions, and like, I think Kai would enjoy it simply because I I feel like Kai is just in that route of like I like learning things. What are you implying with that? That people like learning things. I was. I Kai wants to learn more about the human anatomy. Is that so? Kai's Y'all need to learn more about how to make Kai come to Colossal. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make Kai come. We need to learn how to make Kai come to Colossal yeah, I mean, Con. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I went there because I like learning stuff. I'm always a fan of learning new things. Uh, and Sergio spoke highly of said panel. So like. Of course, naturally, we went to it. Uh, I, I want to sound really interesting. It was really good. It was it was just like really informative. It just talked about like uh, condoms, how to put on a condom, condom options. She even gave out condoms because she's a pro, you know, uh, helping out the homies, even though uh, I doubt nobody. W- I, I doubt anyone there will actually end up using them. But, you know, uh, rather be safe than sorry. But uh, what I, I th- I'm trying to remember some of the questions that were asked by the audience, because I don't know if you know this, but people at Colossal Con can be very funny with their questions. I, I I do remember one of them was like, can a cum explosion happen? Like, is that something that happens? And she was like, uh, actually, no. The maximum amount of semen that can be ejaculated from the dick is like 10 millimeters. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's millimeters. Yeah, I was just I was just sitting there like, hmm, that's neat. Uh, trying that's to, uh, the other one was... Uh, is no nut November bad? The answer was no, and apparently doctors said that it's good to be sexually active. So naturally, I replied back with, "So what you're saying is that destroy Dick December is still on the table," and that got a good laugh out of people. So I, I'm taking my W's in stride. But yeah, we we had a we had a great time. I think just like I, I really like ed- uh, educational panels. I think from what I've talked to with other people, they also enjoy educational panels. Just because it's like it's nice to learn something that you didn't really think about learning, uh, you know, it, it's a good use of your time. Learn something from somebody. Uh, we'll say though one 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 argument that I will give, one constructive criticism. If uh, Professor Nick is ever listening to this, uh, I he didn't know what a uh, a CRPG is, a computer RPG, uh, the, like the the Bethesda games. Like he didn't know what that was. Uh. uh. Like he didn't know what the uh, definition was. He just referred to them as like Western RPGs or Bethesda RPGs, those sort of things. I, I, I don't mean to correct you, but Bethesda RPGs are not CRPGs. Well, Sergio got that wrong because that wasn't that wasn't something I said. C- okay. Well, Sergio got it wrong. CRPGs are like top, like, a... like top down. Well, I, I guess I, I guess technically it is. But when I think of CRPGs, I think of like top down, like Diablo or like mm. Fallout One and Two, Pillars of Eternity. Minor thing: Diablo is not a Diablo is an action RPG. It's actually the original term for action RPG. I'm gonna okay. Yeah, I, I always called Diablo a fucking. I just called the dungeon crawler because that's always always been to me. Well, it's, people don't call Diablo a dungeon crawler though, because it's not a dungeon crawler at all. Well, oh, okay. I mean, I, like isometric, like computer role playing games are what CRPGs 
were originally. I guess, I guess technically speaking, like not nearly as much anymore because they're not they're like on consoles and shit now, so I wouldn't really count them. But I guess like it, like if we want to count like Morrowind, like yeah, Morrowind yeah. was a CRPG, I guess. I I'd like to. I, I think the the point I'm trying to get at is that um this is something that I will say about all the rest of the uh, other panels that we eventually will talk about, but like specifically for for the Professor Nick one that we went to, you know, just because it, it happened on Friday. Uh, one of the things I will say is that uh, if you are doing an educational panel or you're talking about something, uh, it might help to at least show that you have a little bit more like intimate knowledge of said discussion topic just because like the the way i describe like because they talked about system shock first which is why we were talking about like fallout and Beth uh, bethesda rpgs and that sort of route because it was okay very much, yeah it that's was very fair that. that's that's system shock is definitely a crpg yeah but we were t we were talking about uh system shock and he he mentioned that like it, it evolved into what we now know as like the bethesda rpgs like fallout uh, but more specifically, like, uh, we noticed it's very, like, at least for the handful that we went to is like, if you were to ask them a question that was more intimate about the subject, uh, they probably wouldn't have a good answer for you. They'd be like, I, I don't know, man. You know, that's something that I, that, that's just something like it's, it, I would prefer people to have a little bit more fucking you know knowledge about the subjects that they're talking about yeah uh which especially for like uh later on which we will be getting to but... if you want to learn more about genres and subgenres, come on our podcast and i'll teach you all about uh m sims and crpgs and arpgs and uh what would it be tactical rpg yeah tactical rpgs are up there this is like the Fire Emblems Advanced Wars, that sort is of that, thing. Does it have a, like abbreviation? It's a TR. It's not TRPG, is it? I have no idea. TTRPG would be TRPG would be a tactical RPG or a strategy RPG. I would say TRPG would be a traditional RPG, which you know, like like pen and paper. Uh, that would also out, that would also be TTRPG. So I don't know. TRPG is a very it's a very interesting one yeah tactical role-playing game is what it showed up on wikipedia yeah so i, I would argue that i'm trying to stall okay. for time because sergio is still yeah. fucking fondling his I dick also, i have to since since we have time i have to publicly yep. apologize um i was wrong system shock is not a crpg um you should i am ashamed as a gamer and as a player uh for saying anything as terrible as that it is actually an in an imsim which is the genre like Thief is and like uh, like the game that just came out, Gloomwood is, Deus Ex, that kind. Gotcha. Um, or it is an RPG, but it's like you can do anything basically to get to the end of the level. Yeah. And uh, I am ashamed of myself for saying that. And if you want to take away my gamer card, I understand. I am back. I was stalling for time for Saturday because Saturday is a, a very much a big day for, for this conversation. But... We started off Saturday with Love After Henshin. The very first time we ran it, definitely felt like it. Uh, it had a it had the crowd size that I was expecting. Can you describe what the panel is? Because I actually don't really know. So Love After Henshin was uh, it's a panel about the series Love After World Domination, which is a rom a romantic comedy 
that uh, parodies a lot of the tokusatsu sentai sort of tropes. And I basically broke down the the history and the culture and like sort of the influences that uh, became Love After World Domination. And so I, I got to talk about like Super Sentai. I got to talk about Common Rider, which I enjoy talking about Common Rider. But we're that that was the sort of panel, and unfortunately, the size was the way it was because of of course Tokusatsu was not very popular. Uh, and Love After Hench- or Love After World Domination has ended a long time ago. Like we we are very late to the ball game on the seasons and stuff. So it was just bad timing all around. I don't think I'll ever be running this panel again. And if I do, I'll be changing the name or something or changing the focus. But good Lord, was it a, uh, I mean, I enjoyed doing the panel. I thought I did a pretty good job. Uh, the two people that were there that knew about like Tokusatsu and Kamen Rider uh, agreed with my list of starter seasons. Uh, they did suggest adding Gaim onto the starter season because one of them started with Gaim. And I told them that once I end up like getting to and finishing Gaim, I will consider it because I don't know enough about Gaim to talk about it. I think Gaim is not a good starting season. It's not, I, it doesn't I, feel like one that you would want to do at first. I, I don't agree with like, cause you could start with any season technically. And if you started with it and you were cool with it, fine. But I think just in terms of general getting people into it, you probably shouldn't start them with Gaim. Yeah, Gaim, it kind of relies on you knowing what Common Rider generally should be like, because Gaim is a subversive season. Mm. They don't even use the term Common Rider in the season. Yeah. Why? Yeah, they do, yeah, they don't use that word at all. Huh. That'll be interesting. I haven't gotten to that. But uh, It's also a wildly atypical ending. Wildly atypical. Cool. Um, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I I just like in terms of like the paneling, I to answer the question of like the weakest uh, one, I I definitely feel like Love After Henshin was probably the weakest, and it was just because like weakest crowd si- like weakest crowd size, just first time running it, and on top of that it was like it was made for it was meant to be for beginners, and I ended up not pulling any beginners, so like yeah, not not exactly ideal, but. I do have other replacement options for that and we'll eventually hopefully see those come to fruition uh, as we go further into the year. But I want to let Sergio take the stage because I think I think we've discovered the worst panel we've ever been to. Yes, we discovered. I want to specify I want to specify real quick. Please don't name names. Just talk about the panel. Okay, so I don't want to be rude. First, let's 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 bring things back. We're in con ops, you know, uh, you know, because we own the place and they're showering us with praise and whatnot. Uh, And I see on the table there is an advertisement that looks like graphic design was their passion. But I see it's about Raven Software, one of my favorite video game companies of all time, because when I was a wee lad, I played a game called X-Men Legends 2 and thought it was the greatest thing of all time. And, you know, it still is. and and then and then they went and made the very mid Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but that's besides the point. They also rocked my world in in eighth grade, ninth grade with what, Jedi what? Knight, Jedi Outcast, and Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Raven Software made Heretic. 
Yes, they did. Heretic, Hexen, um, That's the games crazy. I just mentioned. Uh, they I did didn't a, they know did a, they made Heretic. That's super awesome. They they also did a. I want to play it. It's a Star Trek Voyager first person shooter. Uh, I think it's I think it's like one game and an expansion or one game and a sequel. But needless to say, Raven Software has has a place in my heart. Um, and that and they are stuck yeah. in the eternal limbo of making Call of Duty, which is fucked up. Did they make Modern Warfare Remastered? Yeah, they did. Okay, I forgive them. But so I so I'm interested in the panel and Mike and Michael's like, you know, what? I've never heard of Raven Software, but I'll learn. And so, you know, we go we go to the we we go to the panel and it, it kind of starts out good. He starts pulling out some like old boxes of games and then the problems start when I first go, "Man, you got some certified hood classics up there." And he goes, "What?" what did you say to me? And I'm like, you got some classics up there. Like I used to play Jedi Knight all the time with my, with, with my brother on the, the Xbox. And he's just like, he immediately just like starts talking about something else. And somebody tries to like, like, like go like, Oh, you got soldier of fortune up there. And he's like, what? And then goes on about something else. Then he loads up his PC and immediately because, like, you know when you bring, like, a file from, like, the internet and then, like, PowerPoint's like, ah, it might be a virus and you got to click the, 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 the thing to enable it. He doesn't do that. He then tries to get his slideshow to start and it won't, it, it won't start because, you know, it's an outside file. And I'm like, I start helping him get his presentation going. And then first I have to, t- I have to teach him to move the mouse over to the extended screen and then to click the uh, allow file button, but he hasn't enabled all of, uh, PowerPoint's features, so the hyperlinks aren't working. Then, then the, the real inherent problems come in because this pre- this presentation is twenty slides, only twenty. He starts reading from them verbatim, and not in in the the, the sense for, of reading for context. Our panels, our hour long panels, tend to be about sixty panel or sixty slides long. And there's time for questions and discussion. I don't think that having 20 panels uh, like slides is bad. As long as you are able to fill in the rest of the time by like discussing and talking, you know? Yes. Which is, which is the problem because, because like, obviously if you spend a lot of time on those 20 slides and you're just using them as like a backdrop to, to have a conversation, then it's not an issue. But this, this, this was like a, like, like a minute or 30 second per slide for 20 slides. And he starts reading from them verbatim. There's not a lot of text on these slides. It's not like there's a script on them. It's not like he has anything. He's just reading like three sentences per slide. Um, and he, like, because you'd think like if, like if you watch like a video essay on Raven Software, you would talk about the creators and the rise and the fall. Not not really. He doesn't really go into any of that. He just like touches like the broad strokes. He doesn't show you any gameplay. He alludes to things and then just doesn't go into them. Like a big thing was like you know they're really struggling with Warzone because you know their their strength isn't um you know battle royales and and to me a Raven Software fan I I'm like I agree but there are people in the audience who've never played Raven Software could you elaborate on what the strength is of Raven Software as a company Does, doesn't do it his pr- presentation misses like half their library and then like he would pull up like. He was like, I interviewed one of the Raven software devs. And instead of like talking about like the conversation he had with them, he just put them 
put the, the email up on the slide and expected us to like read it or like he would take like screen caps of articles and then just like have us read it. And then like, because the, because the, uh, the hyperlinks in his presentation weren't working. And I just thought they were JPEGs initially until Michael told me otherwise, he just kept like trying to click them. And then he got his PowerPoint locked up and then he would go and Google articles to like read the title off essentially. It's, it's like, needs to say it's a mess and it only gets worse because once the presentation is over with, we're like, it's like 25 minutes in, he's gone through the whole PowerPoint. He starts like talking about stuff like completely like out of the blue, like start talking about other first person shooters and other like doom clones. He pulls out his Kickstarter cause he wanted to make a joke about he, he, uh, he did like a one dollar pledge to this game called Proteus, which Proteus actually looks pretty cool. I want to check it out. It does that was look, the one thing it I does got. Look super dope. Yeah, yeah, I I do want to check check that out. And I I try to help him by like starting a conversation because he was about Doom clones, and you know I was like, you know I, I'm a big fan of Doom clones. You know I played like Serious Sam and the new Doom Eternal, and there was one, and like it takes me a second to think about it. But I go Project Warlock. Have you heard of it? He just starts talking about time splitters. He he just ignored me. And then not to mention, there was this chud in the audience who wouldn't shut the fuck up. He just kept talking. And then he'd just be like, Hey dude, stop talking. Dude, stop talking. Just stop talking. I'm trying to answer this guy's question. And the dude wouldn't stop talking. And he didn't, he did a terrible job, like stopping that guy. Needless to say, it was a disaster. And then the disaster continues because we sat in a room for three hours and watched two more mid panels. So the next guy comes in, um, Oh, after, hold on, after. hold on, Serge. Serge before before we jump into that one, I want to quickly say, uh, I'm not sure if you, you we do this sometimes where it's like, uh, you know, just have you guys like, just like it's just like a general question just to show like how many people like to get a gauge on the audience like how many people watch a bridge panels here like have you guys ever like played a bridge panels is like or like a bridged, uh, have you have you guys have you guys have, like ever edited a bridge or for example for this one. You know, do you guys ever have, do you guys have like a game that like, you know, or like that you want to see come back? And, uh, you know, you know, naturally I raised my hand because I love Banjo-Kazooie. I love Collect-a-thons. And I was like, yeah, uh, I like, I raised my hand and he, he looks at me. He does this for all of them. He just goes, do you have a question? After asking the question of what, what game do you guys want to see come back? And then if no one replies, he just waits there impatiently. <laughs> I don't know what we were doing. I literally got up and and like left to go to the dealer's room for a good solid like uh, until like the the panel ended and the next panel began, just so that way I didn't have to sit through the awkward silence that he had. Like, oh my god, it was. I don't like being mean to other panels, especially if they're like new, because I feel like this guy was definitely. That new. sounds painful though. Oh my god! And he was also dying of COVID during the panel too. It was yeah. making me uncomfortable because he kept like wheezing, and I was like, "Bro, are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, Dude, that's I the just, trifecta of a shitty panel. I just, again, I don't want to be mean because I don't like being mean to people when I'm doing the same thing as them. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm like, "Yeah, I'm better than you" or whatever. Like, I just specifically for for future reference, I want to say this real quick, just to like use this as a creative, constructive way to make sure your panels are better and to improve because i would feel like the rest of these panels afterwards are prime examples of like things that you can learn from other people just as like a beginner and the one the big one that i would say that we learned from 
at least I would say is like beginner advice that's really, really helpful for those that, you know, maybe are just beginning is just, you know, try not to read verbatim. I really don't like verbatim stuff uh, being read to me. Uh, unless you like, you can add something to it that makes it like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Like, there's more information there. Because if I can just read the PowerPoint, there's no point in me being here. Like, just hand me the PowerPoint and I'll learn from that. And as someone who has never ever played the uh, like any like classic fucking Raven software games, like I've I've never played them before in my life, uh, I I don't feel like I learned anything. Like, I, I genuinely don't feel like I learned anything about Raven software, even though I feel like I probably would enjoy some of the stuff that they created if I actually knew, like, more about them. Yeah, I, th I, I, th I thought that, th that there was, like, there was meat there for a good panel, but it was just really just, like, wasted. Yeah, um, so next one up is uh, another another conspiracy panel that uh i wouldn't say was like it was definitely better i wouldn't say it was like mid like it was just kind of like i i get what you're trying the, to go for but i don't really understand what's like what you're doing but go ahead sergio the, take the, like, you the, can the, take it the, away so 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 once once uh once raven guy leaves this this uh mm -hmm. burger king ray shows up and burger king ray has a chromebook and he doesn't know how to put he, he didn't bring the correct thing to plug it into the projector, um, which 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 leads tech to have to go and run and grab him something to get his Chromebook connected to the projector. And then um, in a, a move that I that I don't know if this is a power move or it's a it's it's, it's a it's a move it's a schmove, but his entire presentation was through the image gallery. Um, I don't I don't know if based or not, but that that was that was interesting, to say the least. Um it was funny. Based. Yeah. Um, and I think he did a generally a good job of exploring thing, uh, like a lot of like um, uh, occultism and like references to like um, Judeo-Christian mythology and like like uh, Evangelion, like talking about Adam Cadmon and the Sephiroth and the Tree of Life and some other things. But I feel like he tried to make it out that uh, that like the messages and like the stuff in these animes was very specifically just like they're trying to put occultism on you. And it's like, I think they're trying to use it to tell a, like a, like a story buddy. Like yeah. there, there's layers with like, like, like here is the message and I'm using these things that like connect to like the, you know, the theme of the story to tell you like, you know, the moral of the story is. Yeah. I, I feel like the panel was like, pretty good um like it it, it all it just felt kind of rambly like it was very disorganized uh there wasn't like a really good flow to it like it, it started off with a really good flow by connecting uh full metal alchemist into uh attack on titan through that sort of like uh yeah yeah because 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 he manages to connect to the nephilim and you know like the nephilim are the giants and they ate people which leads us to attack on titan but there's a lot of things that like he could have said like he mentions the sephiroth and i heard somebody go well, like Sephiroth, and in my head, I'm like, yes, there is a lot of Christian like mythology that goes into the story of FF, and then he didn't cover it. I think he said he had something, but you know, he wasted ten minutes because of technical issues, um, so that didn't get included. He, I think he said that he really wanted to include Final Fan, like a, an entire section on Final Fantasy, uh, but I like I, I feel like the, the, the 
I wouldn't say it's like a bad panel. It's just a panel that needs more refining. It's like there, there is a gold nugget here that's a really good gold nugget. It's very pretty. It's going to be shiny. It's going to be great. It's good. It, you know, like it, it's a fortune that's here. It just needs to be polished up and needs to be like, you know, actually sort of cleaned to, to get it there. Because it's, I can see the foundation for a really fantastic panel. It just needs a little bit more refinement. And maybe this is the first time they've ever ran it. But it was... It, I definitely feel like there could be improvement, but like if I were to, you know, if I were asked to like sit through a revamped version of it and just, you know, look it over, like, you know, enjoy it again, I certainly would. I, I think it's up there. My one gripe though, uh, Sergio will agree, was that there were parts where they would like literally pause and go, hold on, I need to look over my script. Make yeah, sure yeah, I let get me read the right. script. Or like, you I remember when Trump take a drank drink the water? water. He 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 did that. <laughs> he he did the epic the epic the epic you know the Chad quench. Looks away yeah. from camera, quenches thirst. Yeah, he he would be like, hold on, let me go quench my thirst, and then would take a long awkward drink of water. And my my feedback for this is again gold gold nugget of a panel. I think it would be great if it was refined more. But the thing I want to say from this is, you don't need to announce that you are going to drink water. Hold on, you hold on, Michael. Cheeto disagree. break. Yeah, disagree. Disagree. Hard my disagree. Response is, Minus if one. You, if you need to take a drink of water and you are worried about awkward pauses, you can use it as a beat of silence. Basically, oh, that that's where... Basically, that's like when you're like doing a speech or something and you forget something or it's, instead of saying something like um or uh, you just you just don't say anything at all. You just take a moment, let let it breathe for a moment, let the information breathe, you can have your drink of water. It doesn't look awkward to anyone. No one's going to bat an eye. You're fine. But if you announce that you are going to drink, uh, take a drink of water, I am going to be obligated to join you in drinking the water. I'm doing that at every panel from now on. I am never going to speak to you ever again if you do that. Hold I don't on. care. Hold on. Let me. I need to drink water. Fine. Hold on. Let me drink my cum. I'm going to drink my cum. We'll get to the cum in a bit. That, that, that reminds me, actually, we had an, a good idea for a bit for the SCP panel. Uh, when, when we get to the Spectre, one of us bursts into the room cosplaying the Spectre for the bit. I am the that Spectre! Sounds like, uh, it sounds way more intrusive and potentially not landing well. Than we think yeah. it is. I think that about, might just not land, and people would just be confused. We would, a, just look a like a, we would just look like a weird heckler. Have a, have a prop door. No, I think on it would stage. be based. Have a prop door with the specter hiding behind it the whole panel, and then he only comes out that one time during the specter SCP, and then he goes back behind the door, and he does not come back out for the rest of the panel. So you're you're I, hiding I, under the table, and as soon as I I go, the spec you just show up, and then you just start talking about yourself. Yeah, That'd I, be really I, funny. I I don't know. There's there's a lot, but regardless, um, to get back onto the uh the the triple panel triad or whatever we want to call it. So the next panel, which starts out somewhat promising, but first. Burger King Ray decides to have a conversation in front of us as the panel is starting, and we tell him to go away because there's a I, panel I starting. Like, yeah, like they were just talking about something, and I thought they were going to continue, but they just keep on talking. I had to literally lean in and go, "Hey, could you guys like maybe take this outside, please?" And they they yeah. they got up. I I feel like they had a negative opinion about me afterwards, but you know, 
gotta do what I gotta do to enjoy like the content that I paid to be here for. All right, and then the these next guys because they're doing a cryptids and kaiju panel. They interest me me immediately because they 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 start talking to each other because they're having a bet. I must I'm assuming that they're they're like anthropology majors or something like that because they t- they talk about how they were like translating a bunch of like ancient texts for the panel and like oh that's cool like 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 it like like it's cool to have somebody here who's like oh you like vampires dude i try i like i read the pot that we get the myth from so i'm like all right i'm down for this i want to hear what they have to say um and then they they also start off by saying like just feel free to chime in whenever which of course leads to a bunch of chuds in the audience to interrupt them uh but then it turns into a lot of script reading a lot of looking clearly looking at the laptop and reading off of a script and the delivery comes off as very like wooden wooden, and it's very hard to absorb the information. It's not very like, um, like, uh, structured in any shape or form. And like, cause he talks about vampires and you would think like, okay, we're going to talk about like the Strigoi from Poland and we're going to like go like, for like, see how the myth evolved. No, it was very like, 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 like I, it's, I struggled to tell you anything I learned at the panel because it wasn't like in a in a digestible sort of format. Yeah, it was very um, I got a very gold nugget panel where it's like I I like the idea. I like talking about cryptids, but like uh, my man's I will never forgive him for this. My man shitted on Gamera and then didn't fucking watch the Heisei trilogy, which is the pinnacle of kaiju con- like consuming. He only watched the show of Gamera. So his entire opinion on Gamera was that Gamera was shit. And Gamera was the poor man's Godzilla. Which, for Showa, is true. But Heisei outdoes Gamera, like Godzilla. Gamera is a fucking god. I love Gamera. But it was a it was a very in like non-digestible form of like communicating. And it didn't really like link into Japanese culture as much as I was hoping for. Like, we I would imagine that at some point you talk about the Japanese vampire because apparently vampires are like very popular in terms of like all like all the different cultures or like some blood sucking monster is very popular within a bunch of different cultures. And it was really weird to me that I don't I I can't tell you a single thing about like what happened at that panel because there was just it was information overload. And like we had the perfect spot to like literally we were just like looking at the uh, at the presentation and then like i could just move ahead slightly and just see him reading off the laptop yeah and like i said it's it sounded like like that you know they they were like experts on like the topic and like ancient languages and i would have liked to hear more about that because i remember once when i i saw uh an anthropologist at an anime convention um and i really enjoyed his stuff because like you know he did the research he like had some actual things to talk about with like the stuff that he like looked up and that he like was doing research on himself. And that's, you know, it's really cool um, to like actually be able to speak with somebody who's an expert on that topic. But um, the, the trifecta of chuttery aside, um, Michael, is it time for what the fuck is this? You know, uh, before we get to that again, I want to make it constructive real quick because I'm the kind of person that's like, even if I see something that I don't like, there's always like some glimmer of hope or like something positive I can say about it. And again, a lot of the, a lot of these were gold nugget ideas (coughs) that just need to be refined and expanded upon or uh, condensed to be a little bit better for newcomers. So 
my little nugget of information for this is, of course, don't fucking read over your scripts. I don't like it when people are clearly reading their scripts. Uh, I rather just have bullet points at that point, uh, especially if you present yourself as an expert. I mentioned this before, but if you are presenting yourself as somebody who is accustomed to like the actual conversation and like the topic at hand, like, you know, cryptids and kaijus, you should be able to answer questions about it. But that, that is sort of my golden nugget of information. That yes, now it is time to talk about what the fuck is this. Because after that panel, that's all I had to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think we went to any other um no, we did go to one panel. I think we went to a panel before uh our before what the fuck is this. Although I no, might be uh, wrong. No, we did we did. Wasn't it the uh it was the What was it? It's about uh, oh, it was about propaganda in anime. Oh, like, how can yeah, propaganda oh, be so cute? Oh yeah, we sat we 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 sat we sat on a panel called uh, uh, this like how I didn't know military propaganda could be this cute, which talked about like military uh, like military themed anime, like the like girls in Panzer and Kantai Collection, and a few others. And I'd seen the guy's panel before where he had like structured it on naval anime, and then I guess he just like moved it apart. But I think that the general issue with with the panel is that he did a really poor job of like presenting the animes, I think, or like selling you on them. Um, I, I also think he was running with a general misconception, that I think, of propaganda equal bad. I, I think it just depends on like what the propaganda is trying to say, um, which most of these animes were just made to like get people to, you know, be down for the Japanese self-defense forces, which is fine i mean in world war ii the japanese army was a bunch of rapist murderers so i can see why you'd be like we need to get people on the side of the, the self-defense forces and untarnish our image which you know is fine with me they don't they cannot attack anyone they're a self-defense force so you know what whatever but enough about the, the japanese military what the fuck is this you know what the fuck is that i will say this is the first time I ran the panel with like just Sergio. Uh, I was surprised by the amount of chemistry we had. I'm gonna be real. Like, we had like... we we had so much chemistry during this panel. We played off each other so well. We had a, a packed house. Uh, we had we had some new stuff. Uh, we 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 showed them Blade Randy. Um, we did the Michigan fan film uh, section where we showed them uh, Kingdom Hearts original and Blade Randy. Someone yelled when we showed it. Someone yelled, yes. And I also heard them go like when we started talking about like Randy mumbling, he was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, does this guy know? Does this guy know? Randy. Does he know, chat? Does he know? <laughs> does he know? Yeah. Like, um, but we had a packed house. There were people that were like actually like having to stand. Um, but we. So. For context, we we set up a bit on our like before we head down. I was like, Sergio, hear me out on this, all right? Let me pull a Nick real quick. So there is this Hawaiian punch flavor that I really like because I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a huge fan of the flavor of non-alcoholic pina colada. I really like pina colada juice. I, I, I like the too. mix of it. So I was like, there's a Hawaiian punch one that looks exactly like cum. And I, I, I took Sergio over to it, showed him the cum, uh, the Hawaiian cum punch, and we, we, we settled on it. So I ended up buying a, a mason jar, filling it up with Hawaiian punch, and we saved it until what the fuck is this? Where yeah, so when we, 
Oh, go ahead. Yeah, but uh, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say like, 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 so like, like we get to that cum jar bit, right? And I'm like, yeah, so the cum jar. And Michael's like, oh, like this one. And he pulls it out. And immediately I goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, we filled that up with the guys from D&D and Improv. And I turn to Jeff, who's in the audience. And I'm like, Jeff, listen, we didn't masturbate during the panel last night. Wink. Yeah, because there's no coming on the podcast, no coming at our panels. Yeah, and then I, and then I start talking about like the different cum stories. I turn over, and Michael has gargled all of the cum, like the good little cum dumpster he is. And I'm like, <laughs> "You drank the cum?" And he's like, "Yeah, I was like all of it." And I was like, "Fucking Schrodinger's cum jar." <laughs> I was not expecting Sergio to just be like, "Yeah, like a good little cum dumpster he is." <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> so, some other highlights is that we showed them uh, the the Armstrong bit from uh, uh, Maxor's incorrect summary, and I, w- the entire audience, when the one line came up, was just like, "My source is that I made it the fuck up." I I will say I do think that the uh, the clip ran I, a little I, I know, bit I, long. I, I, I know I need to trim it because I, I initially got it for like when I ran the panel for an hour and 30 minutes. I will I will trim it down for the next time. But I it's, think, it's, a, it's I think, a hilarious. I think trim the trim the clip down by like half and then put in another one of his videos clips like the Elden Ring video because the Elden Ring video is also really fucking funny. Do the like the, the Iron Mouse scene from the Elden Ring video. Okay, yeah, I, I like that idea. Have Have two clips just to further uh, expand on the topic yeah, i said he, that uh, i said that uh, at, at south or at texas that we should do it and then we didn't so this is me saying we should I, I i'm sorry i must have forgot about it but every everyone loved that clip they love the panel oh yeah especially uh i we also got the entire audience is saying something's in my ass when we played the we played it over the journal <laughs> clip yeah, we had a we had a good back and forth with the the Wikipedia out of context, which I feel like we always do, no matter who's hosting it with Sergio, uh, just because like it, it's it's basically just a stand up routine of how do we continue doing this bit like uh, Hawaii and Hawaii too. Um, there's you know there's I, I still feel like what the fuck is this is probably like my personal favorite panel that we've ever run, just oh, because it, it's it, incredibly versatile and I have never seen anyone else try and do something like it also i have to shout out uh because at this point we started we started making some faniners because so because we were like we, we were like you know tell us to like tell them to bring us back and so i was like please come back yeah uh some someone came up to grab a business card uh and they were like wait you guys are so you think of fan like yeah we're them and they and they showed uh their spotify they're already following us so i didn't get their name but that's funny as fuck. We love you Legend. very much. We yeah, love I, I, you. I, I gave them a hug. Uh, we we had a good time. But yeah, the uh, so I would say like the the hollow cum jar bit. Uh, I really want to do the shirt, which is just an empty mason jar with the uh, with the text. I drank it all above it because I think that'd be funny as fuck. We but also ran into uh, uh, some some nice fellows from the area that like came by to talk to us in the the gamer room, the tabletop gamer room. Um, uh, I, oh, I, yeah. I I I enjoyed them. They were very cool, and and they 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 made the con for me as we were walking out because they were like, "Yes, those guys from Michigan." Yeah, they um they they like described like yeah they we got in late and you guys were doing the Wikipedia stuff. 
and I just we just died of laughter. I was like, yes, our brand of humor does work outside of Michigan. Thank fuck. But like, it we were in Texas. It did. I wasn't there. We we had a much better showing in fuck. We had what I call the Yomacon Rockstar moment, which is just us walking proudly on Sunday as everybody just showers us with praise as we walk by. Ah, oh, dude, I I will never forget the one guy that bought all of the Chain of Memories books. Uh, oh yeah, speaking of Chain of Memories, we introduced a bunch of people to Chain of Memories for the very yeah, first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I think this was the first time we successfully sold people on it. Because we started it like on Friday, because we were talking to a guy at the improv, and we were like, you gotta come, come. Gotta come. <laughs> gotta come to the what the fuck is that, because we're gonna talk come. about this Kingdom Hearts thing. And then we had enough people excited so that when we started the fanfic panel, we were I was like, Michael, 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 Michael wait. We have to give them what they came here for. It's time for some chain of memories. And there was just like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the way that we need to like, the way that I started like selling people on, like coming to it is just by yeah, going, yeah, we have like a bunch of original stuff, including a kingdom hearts, like something kingdom hearts related that you will never find anywhere else. Like that's, I feel like that's enough to get people interested just because one, it's kingdom hearts. And two, who doesn't like exclusive shit? You know, but yeah, I, I think what the fuck is this is like when I was talking with Sergio, I was like, yeah, what the fuck is this is probably going to be like a mainstay panel alongside the fan fiction read. Like, it's just like it's something we can do, like we can fill it with whatever the fuck we want because it's versatile. We don't really have to worry about it because like whoever is running it can fill it with stuff that they can talk about. Like that's that's sort of like the TLDR is like we can do whatever we want with it. Uh, the pre-show is always done. Like, it's always brand new. There's always something new to it that I can throw in there, and it's very easy for me to add it. Like, it's just, like, it's it's the easiest panel that we ever, like, can do, and it's just us just being stupid and talking about stuff we love. Oh, oh, that that reminds me. The 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 the, the nice couple that came up to us, because we were talking to the, the, the girlfriend in the, the gamer room. Uh, she was like, I want to try watching... Was it? I want to try watching Star Wars in the order that you guys suggested, or was it Joe? Or was it the Mother's Basement? Or I can't remember. The, but we, we were just we like, "You're a crazy person." Yeah, she wanted to try out uh, watching JoJo's in the Mother's Basement order, and also watching Star Wars in our basement order. <laughs> um, which first is she of all, I feel insane? Can we dub it the Fanon's Basement order? <sighs> yeah, we can dub it the Fanon's Basement order. I'm okay with that. Um, they, I don't know if, if they ever end up doing it. I really hope that they come back and are just like, yeah, that was the worst possible way to experience star Wars ever, because that would just validate everything that we've done. Yo, but I get yeah, to we, play fall in order now. Yeah. I can't wait, but yeah, we're, uh, I need to add Fortnite to that order too, but yeah, we, I really like what the fuck is this? It is one of my favorite panels that I that we get to run just because it's like it's just us being stupid and getting to be stupid for like an we hour. We have to make sure that if we add Fortnite, we have to make sure that uh, we emphasize that you have to play Fortnite, but only when a Star Wars event is going on. So if like the Star Wars skins are back in the shop, <laughs> you have to wait until the Star Wars event to continue. You have to, you have to wait. You have canon. to wait until until the Star Wars skins are in rotation. I. I, oh my god. I had to step away for a second. Did you include Jedi Fallen Order in that watch list? Is Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Fallen Order is part of the watch list. It is right after we I also it's right added, after episode three. I think we added Jedi Survivor too. If not, then no, we well, we're idiots. We 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 we, we didn't add it, but I talked about it. We mentioned it at Texas. 
Uh, the b b battle. F uh, well, if we're if we're going by EA Battlefront, you would have to watch them in between seven and eight, I believe. Yeah, yeah, you would have to watch. You would have to watch them in between seven and eight. So after you, after you sit through Star Wars Resistance, you you can suffer through Battlefront one and two. But I want to I want to get to the fanfic read because this was my favorite panel because like. I th I, th I think it worked as a, a good like finale panel, even though it was in the finale. Because so after we read Chain of Memories, um, uh, the girl, the this this girl cosplaying Nezuko who reads the um, uh, the Nova and Mara sex scene from Broken Memories, she turns and goes, "You know what the best part about this is?" And we're like, "What?" I brought my mom to this panel. And everyone, including us, just starts dying. We're like, "Why did you do that?" But the mo the mom was a good sport. She was down for it. And then, um, I can't I can't remember what we what we were doing. Maybe it was a succulent love. Jeff Bezos returns. He comes back, and we're like, "Yo, Jeff Bezos, you want to read some fan fiction?" And she just goes, "You guys know my boyfriend." God, it was it was so fucking funny. Uh, I will say my favorite highlight uh, of the fan fiction. Some of my favorite highlights was uh, after 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 we heard that, I just uh, I, I took the mic. I was like, you know, there's never a better time to learn about the birds and the bees than from a bootleg Ch Kingdom Hearts novel from Amazon. Uh, and like we, there was another guy. He was actually one of the guests. They were they were part oh, of the the, the balloon the guys. balloon animal guys. Yeah, the, yeah. One of the and they uh. The I'm telling the story, please. Oh, sorry, tell the story. Please. Uh, so we 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 had this guy come up. He was gonna he was gonna play our um, the for light and dark the adventures of Dark Yagami. He plays Blood, and uh, af after he's introduced, he pulls out a red balloon to be the red banana, and I didn't realize it for like a solid moment. I look over, man's got a like a sud like suddenly has a red balloon and he's pretending to eat it and i just start fucking dying of laughter he is so good at just suddenly adding improv comedy and i, I i'm glad that they came to our fan fiction read just to do that one bit i am we, we, so glad we we also had uh manny and sage who were absolutely blitz out of their mind uh they, oh, they yeah. were doing uh they, they did palpatine d d uh eats a mcrib or orders a mcrib and uh only in san francisco too um that that was also just like like full fanfic panel perfect oh we had the mom and daughter do the super nanny bit and it was really funny because the daughter got to call her mom a bitch and it, it was yeah. like because like every time like they look at a line and then they'd like look at each other and then they would just like say it and it was really funny uh yeah manny and sage were drunk on everclear uh, if, for those of you who don't know what Everclear is, very alcoholic bevy, but uh, they they were definitely like they weren't like crazy drunk. They were just like just the I right kind of drunk. They were like stage one drunk, where it's like it's fun, it's goofy, but you're still in control. But yeah, uh, oh yeah, shout out to um, when we were reading Lightning X Thomas, uh, the person playing Lightning McQueen did this like Khajiit voice like the entire time. And I, I described it as uh, the stereotypical uh, like Arabian guy that appears in every action adventure movie. Like, ah, you've come to see my wares. Like, he did that entire voice for Lightning McQueen through the entire that, fucking fan fiction. You just made that connection that Khajiit are just like 
Arabian peddlers, and that's really cursed. Did you I'm not, not wrong? No, you not I get... never picked up on that. Because I just thought they were the. F- I just thought they were funny cats. Okay, is that so wrong? I, they do skooma. I, I also you know, you know he what's going to blow your mind more. What is a desert if not a giant litter box? Huh. Uh, Morty. <laughs> uh, could, also, not only was Jeff Bezos back, but the other Scotsman was there, and I gave him a I gave him a fist bump, which was because I, I was like, "Yo, Scotsman, uh, you know, I, the, I hope you enjoy the dice." And I held my fist there for like thirty seconds. He was like, "Oh, you talking to me?" I was like, "Is there another one here?" <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I. I... I will. I, I definitely enjoyed the the fan fiction read. We didn't have to struggle for people to come up and join us because there was a good. We amount also of got a good gamers rise up in there. Oh yeah, we got several good gamers rise ups in there. We, we had a good time. Uh, then after that, we uh, we we chatted with Manny and uh, Sage, who were like, "Yeah, you guys need to come back." So like, maybe, maybe Colossal Con East is still on the table. Is Sage the one whose name I didn't know the entirety yes. of Texas? Yes. Okay, I feel I feel better now that I know the name. Yeah, now we know. Uh, but after G. that, Joe. yeah, uh, Professor was next. After that, we didn't stay for that one, unfortunately, because it was one in the morning and I wanted to go to bed. So we went back, had a good nap, and we ended off that day with Sunday, which is sergio's panel about pokemon i do want to know how did it go in comparison to last time because we were kind of iffy on it last time if i'm not mistaken uh yeah so this one went really well um this time because i i organized it but i put i put everything together rather than having them like split up by like uh taxonomic rank um i also threw something in there on genesect uh, I put it under under wasps. Um, I think I'll add uh, a few. If, I, I'll I'll go a little bit more on the humans because I also found that I had time. But this was a good. I actually, cause 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 here's the thing about this panel. So I finish it right, and this guy comes up and he's like, "Can you I can you identify this? Is this a lizard or a salamander?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm being put on the spot." And like I'm staring at this tiny like red lizard, and I'm like. Like I'm putting my thinking cap on and like cross-referencing in my brain. I was like, if I'm, all I'm else it's fails, it's a salamander. I'm pretty sure it was a lizard. Uh, that that is my 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 academic guess that it was a lizard. And he's like, oh, that's so cool, bro. I also I wish got a. I was there. Ugh, uh, I, 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 I also got. I, I also I also got a uh, a round of applause when I told them that I graduated from college. I I I I I, I, I love the support. And that that went really well, I think. Um, people seemed to enjoy it. They laughed at the the jokes I threw in there. I had some good discussion afterwards, um, you know, related to the panel. Um, Michael gave me some examples, uh, said I should throw in some real world examples. And I was kind of thinking of that, um, uh, too, because like, like I talk about like bacteria and I talk about like eukaryotes, but I don't talk about like archaea because archaea. There are the, because Pokemon doesn't deal with microscopic creatures. There's not anything on Archaea, so I think I might throw something in there like that. I also wanted to talk about the the first uh, uh, creature to get up on land, uh, Tiktaalik, um, who should have stayed in the ocean where he belongs. So we should we wouldn't have had this nonsense uh, happen. Yeah, I, uh, I I I really enjoyed the panel because it was my first time seeing it. 
uh it felt really organized but like i do think that it, it's one of the panels that i feel like could definitely work with a little bit more time and like you taking the time to like slow it down break uh talk about some real world examples to sort of like justify where things are a little bit if you know that's possible like i uh, think Mantine the best or... real world example you could use is the gorilla the or is it the, oh, is, yeah. it the is it the silverback gorilla that's the no. gorilla 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 western lowland baby you should do that because that's yeah. funny you, you can we, use yeah. that as the example and they go maybe that's not a good example <laughs> yeah that like because you do one on a uh masuda i feel like another example just be like all right maybe we should try something that's like you know more commonly associated as like an animal so here's the gorilla 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 wait like you know just i i just feel like some more real world examples would uh definitely help over uh sort of justify your classifications and be like yeah so you can see how this one is similar to this one um and well, I do think that it was digestible. Having a little bit more time and slowing it down would certainly help uh, people that might not have the attention span that I do. Yeah, I, I kind of was thinking about it, like, because I was like, man, I kind of wish I had an hour and 30 minutes. There's a lot to go through. I was even thinking about, like, maybe, like, breaking it up. Because, like, you know how, like, Pokey Science had, like, five <laughs> panels um, yeah. on, on the topic? I was like, maybe I could do, like, two. Like, maybe just, like, have, like, one that's, like, invertebrates and then one that's, just, like, vertebrates. So I have, like, more time to just, like, talk about, like the individual ones but i i definitely think the panel has a lot of potential and i am looking forward to running it because i think there's a lot that i can do with it and there's still a lot to add too um so that i think i can throw a few more things in there um yeah oh i also that... want to say i kind of i kind of forgot about this on uh saturday um just real quick jake uh you remember the the what is it fucking cinco chicos that they had at texas Cinco Ninos. Cinco Ninos. Cinco Chicos. <laughs> yeah, five men. Yeah. You went there? Yeah. yeah. That was the, the best fucking get, taco I've ever the, had. Did you get the street corn? No, there was not no, street corn. I, That's I'm racist. Not a, I'm not a fan of corn, actually. You, have you ever had, I, you, you haven't lived until you've had street corn. You don't understand. But I, I did have the, the Mexican rice, and that was really good. I'm a big rice guy. I love rice. The the appeal of street corn isn't the corn, because, you know, it's fun. Like, corn is just corn. Like, corn, I think corn is good, but, like, it's just corn. The thing about street corn is it's, like, cilantro and uh, queso fresco and, like, a, like, sour cream and pepper. And it's, like... It's like meal. It's like a meal in corn form. It's not just corn. It's yeah. It's like fucking organism in your mouth. It's guzzied up, if you will. So I stepped away from it. Uh, what the fuck are you guys talking about? We're talking, talking about, about street, Mexican, Mexican street, street corn. corn. Yeah. So, uh, sorry. I just wanted to get that out there because I had it for the first time. I thought it was really good, and I wish it was in Sandusky. But go ahead, uh, Sergio. Uh, but finish so, up what so you want to say. That 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 kind of wrapped up Sunday, but we had a nice conversation about Manny and Sage about uh, some of the, the less than stellar elements of the con and about other things. I met Steve Bloom, and that was pretty cool. Um, it was funny. Yeah. I I asked. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. 
Well, I was gonna say I I asked him because you know they they announced the, that uh live action Ezra Bridger was gonna be in Ahsoka, and I you know I I asked him like yeah I know you probably can't tell me, but like would you like to play like Zeb from Rebels in live action? And maybe you can give me a little hint like are you gonna show up? And he's like, well you see Dave Filoni's got this bomb planted in my neck, and if I say anything even remotely related to the Star War, I might blow up. And I was like, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, um, I love of, Dave Fallopian. I will say that the uh, the only like issue that I think we've had for the entire con because we didn't have any hecklers, we didn't have any chuds that we like interacted at our panels. Uh, the thing that we noticed uh, that we we told uh, like staff about and even like said in the feedback panel uh, was people really liked going over time at this con- at this colossal con. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Colossal Con is a convention that doesn't have like breaks in between their panels. Like Yoma, for example, Yomacon. Yomacon has thirty-minute breaks in between each of their panels, so that way people have time to set up and tech can make sure that they can like check everything out. But the the main the main issue that we ran into, which I think will hopefully be fixed, was just people really liked going over their time. And uh, from what I gathered from Manny and Sage and from uh, a bunch of other people that we actually talked to for some reason, because we were just talking about it with like Jeff and like some people joined in on the conversation that were from staff. They're, they're definitely noticed and they're hopefully going to do something about it. So, yeah. Uh, but to wrap things up, just to just to get things done, because we are nearly two hours within this episode. Uh, I had a good time at Colossal Con East. I thought it was pretty good. And I will personally say that you know with improvements and of course with the con growing i definitely would love to come back yeah i i i I really loved my time at east i loved interacting with the people with the fans uh the people the fans the the people who were just so nice and just really enjoyed what we were doing because that that's that's you know that's that's why why i come to the to the cons is to you know entertain and make people happy and educate and you know what i feel like i did that this this convention i thought it was like a great time um i don't really have any complaints other than the 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 chuds who would go over and not just like oh i have a lot of things to talk about and like i kind of ran over no just like i'm gonna take my sweet old time getting out of here i'm gonna have a few conversations up here Uh, i don't know who you are person trying to sit at their laptop but you know i'm gonna go on about my boy my boyfriend and the dude i hooked up with the last con and it's like get leave like like i like i need nick to just storm in and give them the look like you know like the kind of look that nick would give you if you said like wow that was like an anal gout explosion and then nick would just hit you with the look <laughs> yeah nick needs to hit them with the look and then grab them and then just like toss them out i think i'm yeah. just i think i'm just gonna start if, if, if people are like going over time and like or just like like standing in the way of us while we're trying to get ready i'm just gonna grab the microphone and be like hey we're setting up for our panel Please get out of the way. And then you're gonna come on them. And then I'm gonna start. Should, I'm yeah. gonna f- pull I, off I, my I, pants and start furiously, <laughs> vigorously jerking it. I, I will say that it's I gonna personally be think so inflamed and red and swollen. We, I think that I think that our new like our new sort of arrangement is just get get fucking staff to just do something because if they won't listen to staff then they don't have to come back to the convention again smile so uh-huh. yeah but to wrap things up i want to get things done because we spend a lot of time talking about sheets and the con so i had a good time sergio had a good time we are definitely considering coming back and you know if you guys want us to come back please go to the feedback form that uh colossal con brings out 
put us down to let us know to let them know to bring us back again yeah. next year. Make so you think you can fan and come, but very specifically Kai. Make sure you write that in there. <laughs> Don't specifically specify Kai. Write the fan and like the the fan and yeah, fan of boys and Kai. Make yeah. them come. We can make we can just make Kai come. We'll make Kai come. This is All so right. sad. Can we make Kai come? Yes. So yeah, that's it. Maybe Have a good next one. Year. <laughs> we love you. And the next episode that you're probably going to be seeing is going to be torture for me, Kai, Sergio, and Matt. Not Jake, because Jake doesn't like it. So that's it. We love you. Bye. We love you. We love you.